Tell you what, thank the Lord. Let's ask God to help us. Now, Father, thank you. It's an emotional time for us, and, and Lord, that's, that's understandable. And, uh, Lord, we just, our hearts are swelling with uh, thankfulness today for all you've done. Forty years ago, I didn't even think about service like this. And thank you that 40 years later we're here and these dear folks you brought with us. Bless each one of them today and bless the word of God in these few moments we have. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I meant to tell you also the bulletins. I made some special bulletins for this week. And uh, I know you're not used to looking on the back because the back is usually empty. But on the back is a little story uh, of, the, of our church and how it got started. And uh, again, I'm going to warn you like I did my Sunday school class. Don't you dare read it while I'm preaching. All right? You read it when you get home. But a little story about how we got started. And uh, I was thinking this week as preparing for this, uh, I was thinking about, you know, sometimes it's hard to get started in something. And uh, sometimes, you know, probably all of us have these little jobs that we want to do, tasks that we want to take care of. and, And it just... We know we need to do it, but we just have a hard time getting started. And I remember when we were thinking about coming here and starting a church, and and uh, you know, all the things go through your mind is one thing, but then to make the move and, and get the start. And uh, but finally, you know, uh, here we are after 40 years. But you know, 40 years ago, I'd have to say this. Uh, it, this morning, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, here we are about to have the 40th anniversary service. Forty years ago, I was getting ready on a Wednesday night to preach, and I was as nervous as could be. I was scared. I'll have to say this. I was scared because I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what was the future. I knew that God had called us, but it was a scary time. And so what happened was, even while we were in Indiana, we were praying, and you've heard me say, my pastor preached that we're not going to answer to anybody else but we're going to answer to God what we do with our lives. And I've been seeking, I believe in, in seeking counsel from counselors. But I believe this, we need to seek counsel from God too. And I'd listen to everybody, everybody tell me someone different, tell me one thing. My dad said start a church next door to our house. And, uh, you know, and uh, why they need churches in Indiana and uh, things like that. People had different ideas, but I came to that place where I said, God, I'll go wherever you want me to go. And uh, then God gave me a clearness of what to do, and we came here. But I'll, I'll be honest with you, it was tough when we told my mom and dad, we're going back to Pennsylvania, and we're going to start a church. And we left, and we made the start. It was scary. Didn't know what was going to happen. I knew there were some folks who wanted a church. But I knew I had a family, too. At that time, how many we have? Two, three kids? Three kids? I don't know. Once you get past two, you it's all foggy. I had three kids. I knew I had to buy them shoes and clothes, and I didn't know what was going to happen. And I remember, you know, we packed up and we left, and we got to Pennsylvania. We got here, and Wednesday night came about. I was thinking, you know, most churches, when they start a church, they start on a Sunday with a big day. But we were here. I figured, hey, we're here to have church, so we had church on Wednesday night was our first service probably most churches never start on a Wednesday night doesn't matter what night but it was a Wednesday night for us and and we started that that day you'll see some pictures of it this evening and uh, a new beginning I had no idea what was going to happen 
We knew it was God's will, and so we started. And so as we started the church, I began to think, you know, the reason we were starting it was for the right reason. We believed that it was right. We, our doctrine was right. I believe our vision was right. And now 40 years later, we look back and we see all that's happened, and I'm thankful that for what has happened. I realize not everybody's here with us that started with us. From time to time, I run into people who used to come to church here. And they usually have some nice things to say. I've had people say, I've learned so much. And I'm not here to build a big church, although I wouldn't turn it down. But I'm not here to build a big church. We're here to give the word of God out and preach the word. I thought, you know, we've had a good start. I could go on and tell you, not because of time, I could go on and tell you about things that happened of starting in the prayer and the, and the seeking God. Well, I think we had a good start. We, came, we started for the right reason. We started with the right beliefs. But the start was 40 years ago. And as we come today to this 40 years, may I say this, this is not our church funeral. This is continuation. This is not the end. You know, a lot of times we show pictures of, you know, the past life. You know, a funeral, we see all the pictures. And that's why I started thinking about Seth's getting my funeral video ready. Now, if I die this afternoon, it'll work out really well. You have to do it one time. But, uh, uh, I, I, you know, we, 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 we look back. And, and, again, I don't want us to get to the thinking that this is it. This is not it. It's just 40 years of celebration of what God has done. I don't believe that we're to be winding down. I believe we need to be winding up. I think, it's, I think the Lord is coming soon, and, and uh, I, I believe that he is. But I, I, I just kind of look at it this way. I believe the Lord's coming soon, but I'm not packing my bags yet. I'm leaving the bags unpacked and keep on doing what we're supposed to be doing till Jesus comes again. I don't need to pack bags because we're not taking anything with us. Amen. I'm glad I don't. I've moved before. I remember when we moved in our house right now. I told many, many of you in here helped me help us move. And I, I told my wife I, and I've told other people, I said, next time we move, I'm in a box. That's when I'm moving next time. I'm not going to move. I don't like packing up everything. And you know what? When I go to heaven, I'm not going to pack up anything. I'm just going to rise to meet the Lord. What a wonderful day that's going to be. I think we've got to be careful now not to give up. I, need, I believe that we need to make sure that we don't quit. You say, well, you know, we've done for 40 years. Well, there's a lot more years till Jesus comes, maybe, and we're going to keep serving him. We're not time to give up. It's not time to quit. It's not time for us to give into the flesh or the ways of the world. I believe we need to stay prayed up, paid up, stay pure, stay faithful. And how about this one? Stay put. That's what we all decide to do. I thank the Lord for many of you have been here for many years. Some of you haven't been here very long. And we're just as glad for you as we are for those who have been here for many years. I thank the Lord for the past, but I'm also looking forward to the future. I sat here, not used to little girls sitting on the front row like this. I like this. But I sat there and I was listening to him sing. 
Forty years ago, they weren't even thought of. Even their parents were, most of their parents, their parents weren't even thought of. And as I sat here, I thought, one of these days, those little girls are going to be mommies in our church. Holding their little child or having their girls sit on the front row for a picture. I doubt whether I'll be here. I'm too old now. But I thought, you know, there's a future. I look, I tease about you ugly guys. Okay, I wasn't teasing. <laughs> but I tease you about being ugly guys. You guys mean a lot to me. It's so wonderful to see young men that love God. I listen to them sing. I watch them in a service. I see them with their Bibles. I think that's future. I'd love to have 10 rows of girls and 10 rows of boys. I'll take what God gives to us. I thank the Lord for the past, but we need to keep going forward and going on. In our scripture here this morning, the Apostle Paul is, is admonishing the Corinthian church to continue on in the work. If you back up to verse number one, we were going to read it, but just to save a little time because we've taken some time this morning with other things. The Bible says in verse number one, he said, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. We find here that he's telling them about some examples of the churches of Macedonia. And he says, we do wit. And the word wit is an interesting word. It means to certify or to make something known. You know, that's what the word of God is all about, letting it be known, telling people what it says. And I think about the little ones in here today, and I think about the kids on the front row. That we're, 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 to wit, we're letting them know what the Word of God says, just like we let their moms and dads know what the Word of God says. And, and we want to let everybody know those things. And this is what the apostle was talking about. These folks were going through some difficult predicaments. Look at verse number 2. How they had a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy. And their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. Notice they had great trial of affliction. And life is tough sometimes. Life is difficult. Life is full of ups and downs. But you, what did we find? It said the great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy. You know what? Everybody's having a rough time, but we as God's people have a joy the world doesn't have. And then he said in their deep poverty. I mean, think about it. That's a tough thing to go through, poverty. Yet what happened abounded unto the riches of their liberality. We find also about how that they, they went above and beyond. Look at verse number three. For to their power I bear, I bear record. Yea, and beyond their power they were willing of themselves. I'm thinking, what in the world? How can you go beyond your power? I'm talking about God's power. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. We can say, well, my preacher, I'm timid, but we have all power. We can go beyond the power that we have because of the power that God has. That's what these people were doing. In verse number four, we find the fellowship in both their giving and their ministering, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. I'll tell you what, what a great thing it is to be able to serve God's people. I thank the Lord it could be a servant as a pastor. We can all serve each other. Thank the Lord. I'll tell you, you're missing a lot of joy when you don't serve. Thank the Lord. And then they prospered. Verse 5, and this they did not as we hoped. I love this verse. 
but first gave their own selves to who? The Lord. And to us, by the will of God. Oh, they were a blessing to the people. But he said that these people here, you know what they were? They were, they were willing to give of themselves. They gave their own selves to the Lord. You know what? I, I think it's important for us to give ourselves to the Lord too. Amen. We've got to be careful. And he said in verse number 10, as we, as, we, as we look back to that again, and he says, and herein I give my advice for this is expedient for you. That word expedient is an important word there for us too. Expedient means to be good or profitable. In other words, we've got to be very careful that we're good and profitable in our, in our service of the Lord. We've got to be careful not to change. I believe in a world that's changing today, we've got to be very careful not to. That King James Bible sitting on that back pulpit back there was the first Bible I preached on that Wednesday night. I have a different King James Bible here, but I'll tell you what, every word in that one is every word in this one. You'll see, you can turn through the page if you want to, and, and, I, and I've used like three or four other Bibles too in the meantime. But you can look in those Bibles and you can see where there's little notes written down and, and things there. And I've, listen, I've been preaching the same thing. It's expedient to do that. We need to make sure we don't change. We don't change our position and we don't change our convictions. You say, well, preacher, times have changed, but the Bible has not changed. Look at what's happening in our world today with this transgender junk. Now, where's this stuff come from? People change. Why is it churches now? I mean, there's denominations today where people are all fed up with, but they stay in the same denomination that still says, well, you know what? We think, all right, we can, we can have someone who is, is a sodomite to be a pastor. Where in the world does it say that? I got a problem with women preachers. Amen. I didn't say women can't preach. You've got a husband, preach to them. You're going, I might as well say it because you're going to do it anyhow. What happens? You know, women are not to preach. That's, that's Bible. So, preacher, you need to understand that times have changed. Yeah, times have changed, but this book has not changed. And in 40 years we've been preaching this, I go back and get that Bible and preach the same sermon. Must be on guard all the time because if we're not careful, we live in a dark world, we'll get used to the darkness. When you get used to the darkness, you're in danger. I don't think the fear that I have this morning is that our church will become apostate. I don't think it'll happen. I don't think that we're going to someday here preach all of a sudden that you work for salvation. I don't think we're going to get to a place where we're going to say there is no heaven. But my fear is this that we slip. We slip. A little slip can really cause some harm. <laughs> I look back, I saw Deb sitting back there. You know that's for sure, don't you? A little slip on the ice. She's got a metal plate in her arm now. It all came, not because all of a sudden she just went off and, and on a drunken rampage. That wasn't this time. <laughs> she went just off on a drunken rampage. No, what happened? Just some ice, wasn't it? Just some ice there. Slip, fell. I fear slipping. I don't think we ought to slip away from the things of God's word. Slip in our convictions. Slip in our doctrine. We're not to slip away. We need to always. And that's why a church has a pastor. To keep his eye on things. To keep it straight. And that's why a church has people that have their Bible. That open their Bible up and see if the things that are being preached are really right. And what he's saying is really there. 
We need to be on guard all the time. I don't think that we really get tired of the way, but sometimes we get tired in the way because we keep doing the battle. We cannot lose our salvation, and thank the Lord we cannot. Amen. We cannot lose our salvation, but here's the thing that we can slip on, losing our testimony and allowing decay to come spiritually if we're not watchful. How much better better are we than churches that go liberal if we go liberal ourselves? We've got to be on guard. We need to understand that 40 years ago does not give us a free ride from here on out. And we look back, and tonight we're going to see video. We'll see a bunch of pictures there. And I'll be honest with you, I enjoy looking at the pictures. But i got to have something more. I, want, I thank God for what he's done, but I'm anxious for God to do some more. Amen. And I don't think he's out of blessings. We've got to be careful. Why? Because we live in this old flesh. Go with me to Romans chapter number 7. Romans chapter number 7 and verse number 21. The Apostle Paul was saying about, boy, i got a problem. And we all have this same thing. This is why I preach this. Verse 21. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who should deliver me from the body of this death? We've got to realize that old nature's still there. That's why we've got to be really careful. So what do we do? Back to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, I think we find what we're supposed to do. Look at verse number 6. We find a man named Titus. What a good name, amen? Yes, a man named Titus. Look what it says. Verse 6, insomuch that we desired Titus. Now notice this. That as he had begun. Sounds to me like old Titus had a good beginning. Had a good beginning. But then notice what else it says. So he would also finish. He knew the same grace also. I celebrate a good beginning today. But I want to celebrate not today, but someday a good finish. I've watched preachers that one day were on tune with what we're talking about. I wouldn't even invite them to come and preach for us. They slipped away. And I thought, you know, we've got to make sure that what we've begun is something we continue. And one of these days, I know, if the Lord tarries, y'all are going to have to find another preacher. I mean, in my mind, I was going to say, it might go someday, but it's got its bags packed on its way out anyhow. But my mind may not last, my voice may not last. I just promise God this, as long as my mind works and my voice works, I'm going to keep on preaching. But I thought, you know, as we've begun, we need to keep finishing. I'm thankful for the past. I'm not so thankful for some of the rough times. 
Maybe I, maybe I be, need to be a better Christian about it, but I'm just not real thankful for some of the rough times. But I found out something in the rough times that God didn't leave me. Some folks waited for us to fail. I have, I've had people before walk out and say, well, good luck paying the bills. We didn't need luck. We had God. Amen. Ain't luck, it's God. We've never, we've never missed a bill unless Vernon fell asleep writing out a check. Or it fell behind the desk or something, huh, Vernon? <laughs> Remember that one? <laughs> oh, my. He's done such a good job on our finances, really. I mean, it's amazing. He only pads a few of, it, a few of the books in his own pocket, but the rest of it goes in the bank there. But he does such a wonderful job with it. For many, how many years have you been doing this, Vernon? Do you know? Oh my, okay. So that's about 25 years, I guess now, as uh, uh, doing the, the financials. Appreciate that. But I, I, I think, you know, what people, people said, you know, good luck paying the bills. But you know what? God, God just took care of everything. What a great God we have. And so God's brought us here today. I look around this room and I just made a statement. It makes me want to cry, but again, I'm happy to let me finish my statement. I said about Pam and, and Lisa, the only two other than me was here for the first service in that little boarding boarding uh, boarding house uh, uh, room that we were in. And most of you were not there. I have one question: What took you so long? <laughs> no, you know what I you know what I thought. How blessed we are to have you here today. God added you to the church. Every one of you. I mean, I didn't know you. And you came to our church. Somebody invited you. And Gary, you said, what, how many years? 32 years? I'd like to know who invited him. <laughs> how did you come about here? On the radio. God bless you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I forgot you told me that before and I forgot about it until you just mentioned it again. Amen. I think we're great folks that we have in our church today. Yeah, I'm thankful for the three of us that were here at the beginning, but I'm thankful for all the rest of you here today. Let me tell you a little, little story here. Some of you know who I'm talking about. Man's name's Ken. Ken, uh, can't have his last name all of a sudden. No. The, the fellow who does uh, did the, the uh, lights for us, Ken, uh, I can think of, huh? Kershaw. Kershaw, that's it. I knew it. I knew it's the name of a knife. Isn't there Kershaw knives? Yeah, that's right. Okay, now I remember. But Ken Kershaw, you see him come sometimes. He'll sit right back over here. I think the last time he sat right over here. And he lives out past uh, uh, Gettysburg. And he's got some relatives that live in the area here. And he comes up to go hunting or to visit his cousin. And he drives up here. And uh, I've been wanting some lights on the banners here. And don't they look pretty with those lights on there? Amen. And an extra light there and there. And, and, and Ken, he, he, he does some handiwork and he's an electrician. And he, he would come here, and he just loved coming to church. And he said, Pastor, is there anything you need done around the church? I said, I need some lights put up. He goes, well, I'll do it. 
Next time I come up, I'll bring my tools and we'll put the lights up. That scared me. Because I never seen anything he did before. I didn't know because I have three holes and then finally the right one or what. I didn't know what was going to happen, but we got up there and we had a good time fellowship there. And, and he drove up here to see his cousin. He, he, he fixed these lights up for us. And, and uh, he comes a couple times a year from, from down there and he comes up here. But he told me this the other day. He was here and I, I took him for lunch for helping us out. And I said, uh, I said, he says, you don't need to take me. I said, I promised you when you were here, he had to leave. I said, I promised you lunch. I said, I want you to take you for lunch. He said, uh, Pastor, he says, I work my visits to see my family around Sunday and and Wednesdays so I can come to your church. And this is what he told me. Titus, you were sitting there too, I think, at the table when he told us that. He said, your people really love God, and you can tell it. He said, it's not fake. I thought, you know what? That was one of the best compliments I think I've ever gotten. He said, the people love God. He goes, you know, when I first came, I wasn't real friendly to everybody, but your people were friendly. Thank you. And that man, when he comes up, he makes sure he comes up around so he can make it for a Wednesday night or a Sunday service. You know what? We are blessed to have you here this morning. Amen. You said, preacher, are there some things you'd have done differently? Oh, yeah. I'd never built a church with steps. I'm like, you stupid idiot. What were you thinking I was young and when I built my house with the master bedroom upstairs my dad said what do you think and I said dad it's good exercise (laughs) on exercise (laughs) don't need exercise I need a bedroom on the floor amen I'd never build a building like this again a beautiful building but maybe escalators yeah, stand there, play some music like at the mall, and just go right up the escalator. <laughs> oh yeah, there's things I'd have done differently. There's some sermons I probably wouldn't have preached, but I just and it's not that God didn't want me to preach it. I just had to throw Mark Biter into the sermon. But you know what? I've learned some things in these forty years. And I'll learn some more things as it goes on. We've got a today and every day to determine that we'll live in obedience to God's word. Amen. I enjoyed looking back, but I also want to look forward. I'm not sure all that God has for us in the future, but I know that God has a future for us. We've got things going on this year. We'll have a sweetheart banquet. By the way, if you'd like to do it, you're welcome to. <laughs> we'll have father and son shootout. We'll have revival meetings. We'll have Bible school. We'll do all the different things that we normally do. Missionaries will be in. 
And I'm praying, taking more missionaries on too. And, uh, you know, some things God's been laying on my heart. And, you know, God, God's not done with us. And so we're not here today to say, well, we're done now. We've come this far by faith. Leaning and trusting in the Lord. And I believe there's a future for us too. That God can bless. And he can and he will if we'll rely upon him. And rely upon his power. That's what those church folks did. They went above and beyond their power. For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power they were willing of themselves. Thank the Lord for his grace. And for whatever, for whatever we have done in the past, we give glory to God. In fact, on the sign down there on the bulletin bar, board, it says, To God be the glory. That's been one of the things on my mind. And may I say this, too, from here on out, it's going to be, To God be the glory. We're not here to make a name for Mark Biter. Most people have no clue who I am. That's all right. I hope all this area knows about Heritage Baptist Church. They preach it straight down there. I've heard that before. The only one today that needs and deserves praise is our Lord. I just thank the Lord he's let me be along for the ride for 40 years. I'm glad he's put up with me for 40 years. I'm glad he didn't send me off somewhere else. I'm glad he had me stick around here for you to torment. I mean, to you to be a blessing to me. God's good, isn't he? And God continues to be good. Let's keep going for him. Maybe you're here this morning, you're not even saved. Oh my, that's one of the reasons we're here. Is to tell you about the Savior. How many folks got saved at this altar? How many folks got saved in that room or that room or back in my office? Some of those same people are in heaven right now. Thank the Lord there was a Heritage Baptist Church that told them. If you're here this morning, you're not sure you're saved. You can come and trust Christ today and be saved. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much again for this time this morning. Thank you for your word. Thank you for these dear people. It's been a little different this morning. It's been something special to us because it means a lot to us. Lord, when we look back over a lot of years to us, you've been with us every step of the way. Sometimes we, feel, we've, we felt like the disciples on the, in the ship when it was dark. And the problems were like waves that beating against the boat and the wind blowing. And Lord, times when we were just walking in fear. But you knew what was going on. And you saw. And you came to us. And rescued. When I think of that story, how that you got in the boat with them. And immediately they were on the other shore. Everything was all right. Thank you, Lord, for being our God. Thank you for 40 years. But God, I don't know how much more we have, but I know this. We're here today. May we just continue on and serve you the best we possibly can. And Lord, I pray this morning, if there's somebody here that's not saved, 
that they'd be saved. With our heads bowed, our eyes closed. I wonder if there would be someone this morning said, Preacher, you know, I've listened many a times, but honestly, I don't know for sure I'd go to heaven. Preacher, if I died right now, I, I, I don't know. I, I hope to, but I don't know that I'm going to heaven. I wonder if there'd be anyone here this, this, this morning would say, Preacher, I'm not sure of heaven. Preacher, I want to be saved today. Would you slip your hand up, anyone? Anyone this morning, Preacher, I don't know I'm saved. Christian, this morning, has God spoken to your heart? You know, maybe this morning we ought to all just have a, just, just wind up a little bit more now. It's not time for us to wind down. It's time for us to wind up and do something for the Lord. What could God use you to do this new year? Surrender it all to him. Father, bless the invitation now. I pray that your will be done in Jesus' name we pray.